Hi, this is Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I'm your host, Julian Guderlei, and I'm sitting here with Ganga Devi Brown today. Welcome, Ganga. Thank you, Julian. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. And yeah, since we last talked, you've you've become a friend and a co-creator in a project. We, um, we've designed together with three other amazing human beings. And I'm really, really stoked to talk with you about community, uh, deliberate creation of community, uh, whole systems awareness. And let's see what else we get to explore. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, let's maybe start with a with a story here to when, you know, we, we've been together in the Design Science Studio with um, a whole cohort of other amazing artists and creatives. And um, going from that amazing experience into, I guess this is just what happens when hundreds of people meet. There are all of these spin-off amazing collaborations that, that happen as a next step. And so you, uh, myself, Oren Shai, Manuela Wilton, and Susan Barnes put our heads together and our hearts together and have to sign something really epic that I'm excited to talk about on this show today. And I remember you writing a, a blog post about that. And I, I want to hear your story because you're a really good storyteller about how you make choices and decisions that let you understand that this is the right thing to do for you. Mm. Oh, interesting question. Yeah. Well, I, uh, the last, you know, the last time we, we spoke on the podcast, um, you asked the question that you ask, I believe of everyone, which is, you know, question about trust. And, um, and I remember, you know, my answer uh, was was about trusting myself and and knowing myself to be trustworthy, uh, allowing me to to sense of whether and how to trust others and how to navigate trust in different spaces. And and I think that 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 answer, which I you know said at the time, probably much more eloquently than just now. Uh, I think that that um, is definitely a, a massive factor in what led to our creating this together, which is that. Um, you know, when I, I received the invitation from you really to help, help create something that was solving a problem that we had both identified and that um, everyone that we co-created this with, we, we had all kind of identified a similar problem that we wanted to solve for. And the nature of the problem is, um, the, I guess the way that I would phrase it is, is fragmented and disconnected spheres of, of leadership and influence um, in the movements that we are involved in and that we are so passionate about. And the, the, the important thing about that is that you can't solve for fragmentation in a fragmented way. You can't be one person on your own saying, I'm going to create this one course, uh, this one offering, this one product, this one coaching system that's going to help us connect everything together. You, you just can't do that. It's, it's, you can't solve the, a problem with the same kind of thinking that created the problem. And so your invitation was to come together in co-creation uh, to, to, to bring a sense of community, connection, collaboration um, to the leaders in our worlds, the leaders in our spheres, the leaders in our, in our movements, um, and, and with a very clear foundational focus. And that is cultivating a capacity for presence, for presence with ourselves, for presence with the moment that we're in, for presence with one another, with the earth, with time, 
there's so many, there's so many things that we can tap into when we're in that simple state of presence, which is really just something that, that each of us is capable of and that affects everything around us. So it's, it's this interesting dance of like something that we can be personally responsible for, but that affects the world around us. And if we're not being like reinforced by the world around us, we can lose presence. We can, if we're not being supported rather than reinforced, you know, supported by a context and a community and an environment that, that nurtures that state of being, we can lose it. And so, you know, it's an interesting thing to, to solve for and to, to design for, you know, I see it as a beautiful design challenge that this amazing group of collaborators has, has really risen to. And uh, I'm really proud of what we've created. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love where you just went with this already. I think for me, there's these two big buzzwords in, in the space here right now in this conversation. One is community, right? Which underlyingly, I believe all human beings have a desire, a craving for true community. And then the other one is, is presence and how presence, when you're alone in your head and you believe that you are present and you figured something out, that is actually, it's probably not even halfway there. Because really presence is by definition an interplay with the mm -hmm. external reality and your internal reality. Yeah. And, and that's where, yeah, I, I think the, the problem I'm seeing that, that I, I'm so eager to continuously learn how to, how to solve and, and you know, create on, on ramps or you know, inroads or whatever you want to call it into is, is changing the operating system from scarcity from separation from uh yeah hijacked nervous systems from indoctrination into simply presence so that we can become aware of what is it that it's mine to do in interconnection and in responsibility to everything else around me because if i think there's a holy grail of what's to do but it's not mine to do i will forever try to chase that holy grail right and I'm, I'm never going to be satisfied or fulfilled myself, nor am I going to be of service to others. But when I find that unique spot that is mine to do, now suddenly I'm able to deliver a lot of value to the world simply by being me. And then also in every group, in every community, in every constellation, if that's work, if that's play, if that's friends, if that's a creative endeavor, simply because I'm finding that role that is mine to play. Yeah, well, and I would add also like the question, what I would add to the question is, um, what is mine to do in this moment and in my context? Um, and I, because I think that some people have this grand question of like, what is mine to do? And maybe they have a really powerful um, psychedelic experience or, you know, awakening experience. And they have a sense of, of this like grand task that is theirs to do um, that they need millions of dollars for or a certain kind of training for or you know different kinds of things um but uh, the the question that i think is really really powerful is is what is mine to do in this moment and that is a question that that requires and leads to um a true a true sense of humility you know that in my mom defines i talk about this all the time so I probably said it last time we spoke on the podcast but my mom defines humility as um as as knowing your place and taking it and that changes moment to moment that changes depending on your context and you don't need to go to another part of the world 
to do what is yours to do right here and right now. You just need to get really present and really aware of what is actually happening in the field. And it's a skill that we are not, we are not actually cultivating in, in our culture, in our dominant world that we live in. Well, quite the opposite even, right? Like let's demystify presence. But so on the opposite spectrum, we've created this like, um, you know, entourage of tools that keeps pulling us out of the present moment, keeps pulling us out of our own body, keeps pulling us into the fantasy and dream and desire world of the material realm, right? Like advertisement, marketing, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all of these tools are dopamine entrainment loops. We know this. This is now proven. There's been documentaries made about it, right? There's, there's uh, from, from depression to suicidal thoughts and unfortunately also actions. Like all of this is on the rise and it's directly related, maybe not causally only related to, but directly also related to social media and, and, and the way all, all of this strain has been going for the last 10 years. And so there's quite a bit of an energy or a force that's pulling us out of presence but then what is presence when we're looking at it from like a very innocent and very simple lens? Oh, yeah. Well, I would say, I would say the, the, the phrase that comes to mind is being with what is. Um, and there are a lot of ways that that can be true. You know, I think that there, there have been times when I've been on Instagram and maybe I'm watching someone go live or I'm reading someone's post or taking in an image and I am in real presence with with a with something that they're expressing that's really beautiful of, of themselves you know or that that's really meaningful or something that is important for me to bear witness to um, mm -hmm. and and you know similarly I can be really present with a book that I'm reading and I can also be really present with you know a tree that I, you know, um, that I, I recently planted a, a number of, new, of, of trees that are taking root and, and I go and visit them and I water them and I take care of them and I, and I cultivate this presence. And I could do all of these things in a, in a distracted way. Some of them are more conducive to distraction and some of them are more conducive to presence, but it's my responsibility. Like it's really my responsibility to attend to and and to nurture and to choose what is most conducive to my being at any time For example, we're doing this as a as a podcast rather than as a live right now because i'm not very engaged on on instagram right now it i feel this like intense repulsion uh with social media in this moment and there are other moments in my life where i feel very engaged and i and i gain, get and receive so much value from that space um and i'm glad this will be shared on instagram and like there's like no judgment it's but i have to be responsible to myself of what is it that is most conducive to me being present for what is my what are my highest priorities and the work and the the living that is so important to me to do in my life at this moment and that changes the, the beautiful thing is that that changes. There's no single prescription that anyone can follow, but there are ways of operating and ways of, of, of nurturing our own, where we're coming from and our references to the world and ways of, of operating that we can cultivate um, and we can cultivate them the best when we're in relationship with others. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like where you're starting there. I think the number one thing to to you know underline for me here is there is no prescription. There is no silver bullet. Presence isn't one way and not the other way. There are patterns and similarities that you know we've come to learn that we've come to learn from our teachers that we've come to learn from you know um like you, you mentioned your mom earlier from our elders um and that we we come to learn from life itself and we'll drop in a little bit more into that and and you know the modalities that inform what has now become presence foundations mm -hmm. but i think it's so fundamentally important to start again and again at understanding that as long as we're looking for the one silver bullet that solves all of our problems or this how is it done right kind of prescription will we'll most likely never really get there mm -hmm. because there's a reason that you are you. There's a reason that I am me, right? If we were to zoom out all the way um, biologically as well as esoterically, we're all one. We're all on this, this blue pearl in, in the cosmos together. So now that we, you know, grasp that from all different angles of sense making, there's also reason why we're all different. And so in that difference, presence comes to carry out in each moment in a different way. And I'm totally with you a tool like Instagram, only because it doesn't train dopamine and possibly leads to an addiction doesn't mean it's only used for negative moments. Of course, there's a lot of value to gain in that as well. Mm -hmm. I do believe the same tools that are, you know, likely to be used for entrainment or, or keeping people in negative habits can also be used for our absolute freedom because it is so beautiful when you witness someone on an, uh, a live or even a post or a reel or whatever we call these things, um, share their genius, share their creativity, share what's flowing through them. But what, I, what I've come to really deepen in the way I live, in the way I breathe, in the way I teach also is that Presence is primarily not a mental experience. Yeah. It's primarily an experience between breath, space, and your body. Yeah. And then from that space, you will buy your breath, right? Like we use the word inspired. <laughs> and inspired, I mean, I hope everyone knows this at this point. I actually did have Latin in school. I learned nothing back then, but inspired comes from Latin. And that means, I believe, inspirare or inspirare, which is then to, to breathe, to be breathed, to, to be full of oxygen, right? To be inspired means you've breathed in. And then that breath informs you from spirit through your biology to that next step. Mm -hmm. So space and presence through the body and most of, you know, the modern world's problems, I believe, have come from letting ourselves get taken away further and further away from what is, feels right and good in the body and going all the way into that mental cinema where, of course, we have free choice. We can do anything we want. If we want to, we can send rockets to Mars. We could also, you know... Um, bigger warning, we could also enslave each other for economic reasons and make, make sure that a few people get really rich and the rest is kind of running behind. We could do all of these things, yeah. but it's, it's not really what we want to do. 
when we're informed from this um, centered place of breathing, giving space, because space is natural, and coming back to the body. Yeah. Well, and I would say that, you know, in that what you're describing, that state of being of, of presence, embodiment, that is um, relating to oneself as as a dynamic living system. It's a it's a it's also understanding oneself um, as a subject, as a you know, and and by by subject I mean you know as a as a living being. And when we're relating to ourselves deeply and fully that way, and relating to others that way, then it becomes a lot harder to objectify ourselves and others. And so much of the harm of our world comes from treating ourselves and others as objects, as, as, as uh, resources to exploit and extract from. And we do this in very subtle ways, including to our own selves. You know, when we relate to ourselves only by thinking about our productivity and how much capital we're able to make for ourselves or for others that is it's it's i mean excuse my language but it's super fucked up and and it's incredibly incredibly common in our yeah, world yeah. and and so cultivating presence you know cultivating this ability to to really be with the dynamic rich beautiful nature of ourselves and everything around us is I believe very, very essential to the integrity of everything that we do and everything that we are trying to do. Because just as you said, yeah, we can send rockets to Mars and we can commit absolute atrocities and we can, we can heal this planet. It's, it's possible. We can or I would say we can participate in the healing of this planet as knowing right, right, ourselves yeah. as being extensions of this planet and we can heal the 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 social ills of our world we can we can participate in that together but again it's participatory it's not a, we can't be in a savior complex of i'm going to do this thing and i'm going to be the hero it's it's you know shifting from like the hero's journey to the to the kindred quest to the collective mm -hmm. process the collective journey of your gifts are so amazing and I'm seeing them. I'm really experiencing them. I'm respecting and honoring them. And I'm bringing these gifts to the table as well. And oh, and this person that we know, we love them and let's bring them in. You might not know them yet, but you will. And like, that's literally how this team came about <laughs> for Presence Foundations. Literally, and it's how yeah. Everything in my life is right now is so abundant and so fertile and so um mutualistic and and there's so much love and care and and um appreciation and reciprocity in everything that's happening in my life right now and and to be completely frank attending all of the sessions of presence foundations was so powerful for me because i knew what i was bringing and what i was teaching and i had a sense of what everyone else was bringing and teaching but we all got to really experience it in the first cohort as this very uh it was this this really powerful experience i think for all of us to really grow and learn not only from one another as facilitators but also from all of our participants i learned so much from so many of them and continue to and you know that's you know when i say community like what we're what we're wanting to create in presence foundations is is 
is a community, is a, is a rich, robust community space that has an online portal and has calls, community calls and all of these different things. And, but I will say that I've feel very strongly, you know, community can't be manufactured. You can't just like create the infrastructure and say, here it is, there's a community. It has to be co-created by the, by the participants. And um, that's beginning to happen with our first, first cohort. And it's going to be building over time. And it's certainly being nurtured by the, by the, the interactions and the care and the respect um, of, of us as collaborators together. And I'm really excited to see where this goes in the community that I know will be emerging and flourishing and, and to see who feels called to come and participate and, and join us. Yeah, I, I, I love where you just went there because community can only be co-created. It's like, you know, you, you know, at this point, I, I like to take every word apart and see what's in it. Like, so community, a communication into unity right these these two parts of it and so i think when community is just a, something that's like given and then like identify with it and then you'll be part of it right that's, that's kind of how nation states work fair enough there's a bit more behind that so that's that's a larger more complex part but but that's very linear yeah what we're actually what i've been sensing in the world anywhere at events i've hosted at events i've participated um, coaching programs i've taken so that you know i get more present um, programs I facilitated, what I've sensed, the, the red thread connecting all of this is that many, many people are craving a form of connectivity and community, communication into unity. But for almost all of us, it's really challenging to understand how do we do this if we don't want one or two people to be the leaders? And so what we're doing here with Presence Foundations, and this is, of, of course, an invitation for everyone listening today to, to look into it closer. If you feel it, apply, right? We'll talk about this later a bit more. But basically, it is an invitation to shape a community, to show up, to learn specific tools from us as a community of facilitators, but also understand that from the very get-go, by design, we, we've created this, like Ganga just said, as an invitation for everyone who is part of Presence Foundations to create this foundational community step together. Because we know at this point, that's what it takes. How to get there, I don't, I'll speak frankly, I don't know each and every step how to get there. In fact, I've actually unlearned to expect from myself to know how to get anywhere. Maybe when I, you know, go to the airport and take a plane somewhere, I'm pretty sure I'll arrive at that specific space because I trust that the, you know, pilot is using some kind of a GPS. But really, overall, the the trust in the process has has led me to understand that the process of how is actually the gift of leaning into uncertainty. The how you will always understand in retrospect. You'll always understand afterward. But while you're experiencing an expansion into a new horizon, how doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. What matters is that the why and the what are on par and synced up with who you are, right? Coming back to what we said a few minutes ago with what's yours to do in this moment, mm -hmm. right? So why are we creating Presence Foundations? I think it's, it's very, very clear to, from my angle. I'd love to hear um, a few more thoughts from you there, Ganga, too. But there's just two elements to it. I, I really deeply wanted to experience a, sh a shared 
approach to facilitating teaching, coaching, and inviting, right? It's a big why for me is this like shared approach, moving out of any need of being the expert into holding uh, knowledge and wisdom and embodiment as a group. Mm-hmm. And well, the second pillar to that why is because I, I believe the old systems are really, really broken. And, you know, I've talked about this lots on this podcast. So I think that's pretty clear to everyone, but I also know that the solutions can only come through many people stepping in at the same time together. I think you, you call it like the regenerative ethos is a subtle network of like interdependent movements. Right. And so I see presence foundations as one of those independent and interdependent yeah, spheres of superconductivity. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see what we're creating as a, um, as a hub, you know, a hub for, um, you know, and there, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, there's, there's courses and, and different things that, that different organizations have created that, um, that I understand are really wonderful that, that teach, you know, like regenerative practitioner things and, um, and, uh, you know, regenerative business models and things like that, that are, that are, you know, practical, um, kind of actionable, um, dynamics, but I'll be kind of honest. I, I know, I know a lot of people who take a lot of courses <laughs> and they're like, they're like, I'm doing this thing and I'm doing this thing and I'm doing this thing. And they're like really drained and they're really exhausted and everything that they're doing is called regenerative or is in the conversation with the idea of regeneration. And, and I feel that they are extracting from themselves tremendously. And, and it, and it pains me to bear witness to um, what feels to me to be a, a, a lack of integration and a lack of, um, yeah, a, a lack of integration, which is a lack of integrity, uh, which is not a judgment, but um, but it is a concern. <laughs> and it's a real concern, though. And you said concern. it earlier already. It's it's the operating system of the old that you're only good enough if you're always on par of the quantity, quantity, output, right? Yeah. 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 Right yeah. on. It's, it's concerning, and um, you know, and and the work that I do and have been doing for a very long time is about a deep curiosity about what what is it that, how is it that we as humans existing within this extraordinarily dysfunctional extractive paradigm that is that is in some ways continuing to, to surge onward while it's also collapsing, which is a very precarious situation to be in, how can we, as, as people who were brought up in that place, and even though I was raised in a com- super alternative community, I am very much a product of this dominant world. So like, if I am, then I think pretty much everybody listening can agree that we are. <laughs> um, how can we cultivate the qualities of being and how can we be human in that context in a way that, that really holds the integrity of, of that which we are trying to create. And it's not easy and it requires difficult questions and it requires courage and a willingness to unlearn and a willingness to have been wrong about certain things and a willingness to uh, shift, shift how we relate to the world. And, 
and it's a, and it's an ongoing process that I think is and can and should be for our entire lives. It's not that we've, none of us will ever fully arrive at, oh, I'm a regenerative human now, <laughs> like I'm done with this. Regeneration is, an, is a continual process of metabolizing what has been, metabolizing what is ready to be what is ready to be digested, what is ready to die, and creating new life, new meaning, new evolution, uh, new soil from that. And that's never going to be an ending, an ended process. But if we're just operating from a realm of thinking about it, and, and, and doing it, you know, that's, that's actually the first thing that we do in Presence Foundations, we focus on three, three operating systems, three ways that we operate. Um, and spoiler alert, one of them is a lot easier and a lot more graceful and is what we're what we're seeking to to create. But a lot of us only gets only operate in the the middle space, which is the do doing things. It's the by me. I'm 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 gonna do this. I'm gonna do regenerative practice. I'm going to uh, you know heal this particular ecosystem rather than I am a part of this biosphere. I'm a part of this living system, this living world. And I'm going to follow the cues of the living world around me. And I'm going to follow the cues of what my intuition and my discernment and my gut and my heart tell me. And all of those things are going to create a graceful, beautiful path that feels quite, quite graceful, quite beautiful, every step along the way. You know, that's, that's the way that my life feels right now, which is not to say that I don't suffer. I, that I don't have depressive experiences, that I don't have a lot of pain and anxiety sometimes, but the dominant note in my life is, is grace and beauty and incredible synchronicities and incredible senses of connection with, with, everything around me and I want to share that with people and I I, I think that that is a birthright and and the mm-hmm. what is possible for every human being and I want to help create the conditions through which everyone can access the the the, the secret sauce for them and again so like what what we're creating with presence foundations it's not a silver bullet it's not a magic pill it's not going to do it for you but it's all of us together nurturing some of the baseline capacities that um, and and integrating them, you know, not just as at a head level. We we introduce concepts uh, at with very clear understanding that we're introducing them at a head level, and then we have a call that is all about the heart, that is about connection among among the cohort, among the people participating together, and nurturing a sense of collective wisdom among us. And then we have a Hara session at the end of the week to help make sure that we're integrating it fully into our bodies. And then on the fifth week, we have an entire week that is focused on integration. We are so passionate about these things, not just being in the realm of our intellect and understanding how to do these things and understanding frameworks, but actually embodying them and integrating them into everything that we do. Yeah, yeah. I do think this is this is not too much to, to share that head, heart, and Hara that you just mentioned is like the fundamental baseline of what we're sharing here is that we're aware that this is a podcast. We're aware that this is a video you're watching. We're aware that the course is also going to be entering through the mind, but really our, um, it's our biggest desire here to, to help everyone, including ourselves, as you said, like to be on this continuous learning journey of bringing things 
into our heart, bringing things into our body, and from there accessing a whole new level of intelligence, um, which, you know, not just likely, but most definitely is superior to the linearity of the brain because the brain is a fantastic intelligence center, but it really only knows right or wrong. It only knows left or right. It only knows uh, zero and one. That's the, that's the function of the brain. And so I wouldn't want to miss it, <laughs> but at the same time, our intelligence as humans, especially at this point in our evolution, is much vaster than, than just what's given to us through our, our brain, right? And we've been very, very, very brain and, uh, yeah, just materially focused, brain-focused brain, brain focused and materially focused over the last probably like 200 years or so as a species. And so I truly believe that what we're, we're doing here is, is because we know that we don't want to go anywhere forward alone. Like leaders like us don't walk alone. Yeah. There's no lone wolf syndrome anymore. Like if you're still stuck in the lone wolf syndrome, it's time to lift your head and realize there's lots of people around you that are actually able and willing and wanting to give you help. And then from there, because, you know, we talk about regeneration a lot, you and I, in our own uh, ways and in, in different forms of work that we offer, regeneration, I believe, is really a, it's a natural cycle that's already existing within organic intelligence. But as humans, because we went so far into the separation experience, and no matter where you grew up at this moment, if you grew up in a spiritual community, like Ganga did, if you grew up in an industrialized nation, like I did, or if you grew up in a underdeveloped nation that you know only knows the industrialized world through coca-cola and the tv uh screen in the corner of one person's home in the whole village we all got this influence that there is this specific way we should be and that's you know we don't have to excuse our language that's fucked with our minds that's that's i was gonna with say our, it's bullshit <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so straight up bullshit. bullshit it's totally bullshit call it as it is yeah and so this is, this is why I wanted to make space for our conversation on, on the podcast today as well is because, you know, this has been with me for the last few years, like what are the ways forward? And in many of the one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching relationships I, I have and have had over the last years, I do feel satisfaction and accomplishment when I see someone uh, build a company in a different way or, 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 you know, simply create a lot of impact. But truly deeper down, there's a calling in me, and this is how I reached out to you, Ganga, to Oren, to Susan, to Manuela, and, and, and everyone involved in this endeavor. I'm tired of understanding things alone because mm -hmm. I know I'm, that's not really true. There's nothing in my reality that things I know and others don't. I believe that we can go to places better when we go together. Yeah. In fact, I know it at this point. And so in order for not okay. just accountability... Right, because accountability you can get from a coach, but what we're inviting for and in, in, in into here is a a program that's six weeks. You can check it out. I'm going to link it out in in the, in the bio on Instagram. I'm going to link it out on the show notes in this podcast. But after these six weeks, an ongoing community platform that allows us to explore whole, whole systems thinking and doing continuously together, hold each other accountable, but also playfully make this a normal operating system in our life yeah 
which like if you're the only person in your workplace and your family and your day-to-day world that is thinking about or or you know seeking to operate in this way it's profoundly lonely and it's very hard to hold it alone and that's also i think um a really important element of of what we're doing which is you know, having having experienced the first cohort, I'm like, I want everyone in my world to go through this experience, and I I want to I want to include everyone in this so that we have a shared frame of reference, and a shared um, a shared operating system. But even even without doing that, I can see the positive impacts that me holding this with ever deeper awareness and capacity. The, the effect that it's had on all of my work and all of my all of my relationships, you know, and even um, Stephanie, who is a participant in the first cohort, uh, she has a testimonial video on the on the website on the landing page, and she says how you know she was she was in the middle of launching multiple companies when she began the first cohort, and rather than uh, taking away energy or draining her anything or you know being being um, uh, like a a burden on on her time and energy, she, because of the experience that she had in Presence Foundations, she experienced a tremendous amount of um of of new energy and clarity and i forget exactly how she put it but it was really amazing to actually bear witness to her experience of of this program increasing the effectiveness and the and the mutuality and the interconnectedness of everything else that she was doing and that is such a testament to what we set out to do in the first place and it just absolutely thrilled me to 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 watch that video for the first time yeah 100%. I think this is the the benchmark for any program like that 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 I'm really eager to continue to to iterate and expand on is that it it generates energy for everyone involved because it allows us to arrive in a new speed, right? In a in a speed where we we don't beat up on ourselves, where we don't value ourselves just for ext- extracting a specific form of quantitative measurement or um you know all of the old kind of ways of comparison but where the value is intrinsically generated through the way of being and then by the way of being and by being that in connection and presence with others suddenly there's a complete new playing field open and in that playing field anything is possible you might find your new business partners you might just be really well equipped who do like own your ground and stabilize in this kind of way of being Um, there's lots of different scenarios and outcomes i guess for the sake of this conversation i'm just really glad we get to explore this together ganga and you know everyone who's listened to this point you can feel our excitement and our passion and our conviction that this is the path forward Uh, and, and not so much because we know but but because we, we've made a commitment, right? We've made a commitment that this is our path. And as this is the path, these puzzle pieces of understanding, they come along the way. And, and so that's how the five of us have started out building this program. And that's why we're inviting into our second cohort uh, starting, um, I believe, July 11th. Well, yes. Yeah. And the, the most important thing to, if you're, if you're listening and you're curious, I think one of the most important things to register is that the, the deadline for application is July 9th. Um, and uh, yeah, and we really are eager to meet whoever wants to come and 
and play and grow and nurture uh, these states of being with us. Um, so like, I, I'm so excited to meet who, who those people are. And if you're one of them, just, uh, just keep that in your mind, uh, July 9th, because um, we, we really want to meet you. We really want to uh, grow with you. And, and something that's really important um, that I want to express is that I see every single participant in this as a peer. I, and that's really important to me. I am so cautious of systems and, and, and environments where there's, um, where there's like a really rigid, like paternalistic kind of hierarchy um, that creates a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of dysfunction, I think, and a lot of just like unhealthy dynamics. And something that I really love about what we're creating is that we really see one another as peers. And I uh, like love showing up on calls and having so much curiosity about the wisdom that I'm going to be receiving from our participants um, and not just be conveying things and teaching things, which I, I have lots of things that I'm happy to share and teach. Um, and we do it in this beautiful collective way where, where we all grow and receive so much, so much, so much. It's, it's really beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, I've never met a person that I didn't feel I had something that I could learn from them, you know, including sometimes it's like learning how not to be, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I just love connecting with people and I love meeting people and I'm kind of done with like the more broad superficial ways of doing that. Like I really just want to go deep with people and um, I'm so grateful, Julian, for your invitation to help co-create this, this way uh, where we can do that and where we can meet some of the most amazing people on the planet. And, uh, and grow together and cultivate, you know, the world that we really do want to be creating together. Oh, I hear that. I love that. That's exactly what I, I signed up for. Yeah. And I, you know, my closing note also very much, we're peers. We're, you know, quite literally brothers and sisters. We're, we're one human family. And so I get it. You know, I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s so it doesn't always look and feel like it but it's actually true and so it's ours to unravel that and it's ours to get back to this and not just in an esoteric or kind of airy fairy kind of way but in a pragmatic way where we can embody this where we can learn from each other where we can realize that all of these layers of separation they're in our minds when we keep moving through them a lot of the fears and the inhibitions move out of the way and they actually turn into innocent fuel for what we truly crave and desire and want to build yeah yeah awesome thank you so much ganga for this fun interview and everyone who is who's uh, stayed attuned to us and with us here until this moment check out presence foundations i'm going to drop the website in my in my bio and instagram and also uh, on the show notes here on the podcast. So until soon. Yes, until soon. <laughs> Bye, Julian. <laughs>